Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. That time once again to catch up on what's happening in Israel. Joining us on the line right now, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from the Holy Land. Rolene, good afternoon to you. Always great to have you on board. Always good to be on board. <laughs> well, quite a lot to unpack in this afternoon's show, Laureline. Let's get the party started. Let's not use that word. Let's get the discussion started. <laughs> yeah. Netanyahu <laughs> and Zelensky. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I thought, yeah, I just got carried away there. But yes, it's not a party. It's a discussion. And certainly is, given Netanyahu and Zelensky, which they'll be having very soon on the sidelines of the United Nations, to look at the Oman issues. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, this will be the first time the leaders are meeting, and they will do so next week on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. Now, uh, we journalists in Israel call the UN General Assembly our annual Super Bowl, because, as you know, we watch very, very carefully to see what certain world leaders will be saying. And by certain world leaders, we, we will look very carefully at what... Uh, the U.S. president says what the Iranian president says, what Mahmoud Abbas says in um, his speech, even though there is no formal Palestinian state. And, of course, our prime minister, Bibi Netanyahu, who, uh, you know, whether you like him or don't like him, uh, many consider the United Nations to be his wheelhouse. This is where he really, really excels as an orator on the world stage, uh, making Israel's case. Mm. So uh, the two leaders are going to meet on the sidelines. They have not yet met. Now, last year on... Um, uh, the the Israel report we covered quite extensively the role that Israel could have played in brokering a peace between Ukraine and Russia. However, this kind of fell off the uh, the rails because we started to endure a wave of terror, something that has only escalated in the last uh, year or so. And um, there, there has been. At times, um, some tension between Israel and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Israel has taken a very, very careful approach. Uh, I've spoken about it at length, but I will just reiterate that we do have a Russian presence in Syria when we have to engage in uh, uh, military maneuvers. We have to ensure that um, Russian We'll call them colleagues because we are on good terms with both countries that uh, Russian colleagues are are aware that we will be engaging in the maneuvers. And also we have good relations with Ukraine and Russia and also have to maintain a, a, a very, very careful line because we have very, very big Jewish communities in both countries. Mm-hmm. So there has been tension. There's been tension about, uh, you know, whether or not or how many Ukrainian refugees we can accept. Uh, there were some rumors um, months ago in the media that Israel would be deporting Ukrainian um, refugees, something that was denied by our government. Now, as a result of that, Ukraine threatens to close borders to the many, many religious people who go to Uman. Yes. It's a town in Ukraine for, for the annual pilgrimage. And last week, the two leaders spoke to kind of uh, quell tensions. Uh, you know, we, we've also had some very, very 
um, acrimonious language at times from Ukraine's ambassador in Israel, accusing Israel of not doing enough uh, to, get, to uh, aid Ukraine militarily. We, of course, cannot do that. We cannot give Iron Dome systems. They are the wrong systems for what Ukraine needs. And we also have to uh, be very, very cognizant of the threat on our own borders. Mm. So there has been that toing and froing. Nevertheless, the leaders will speak on the sidelines of the UNGA next week. And uh, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall on that one, Michael, because we've also <laughs> heard from uh, the Prime Minister in his... Uh, cabinet meeting just earlier this week, he said, uh, God hasn't always shielded Jews in Ukraine, basically yeah. warning Israelis heading to Ukraine, maybe to be a little bit careful. Mm-hmm. Well, you're speaking of security concerns. Uh, let's look at these security concerns at home ahead of the high, hol- the high holy holidays. High holy days, I beg your pardon, not holidays, holy days. <laughs> well, uh, as you know, at sunset on Friday night, we start with first night Rosh Hashanah, the start of the Jewish New Year. Mm-hmm. It has been um, a very, very uh, difficult year for Israel from a security perspective. We've seen this upsurge in terror attacks certainly over the last uh, 10 or so months. Sure. Uh, we, we also had that flare-up with rocket attacks just a couple of months in, in May. And, uh, you know, you and I spoke just two days ago about Iran encroaching more and more towards Israeli territory. And, and of course, the rise in anti-Semitism around the world. Uh, reports coming in from the World Jewish Congress earlier today that anti-Semitism on campus ha- has risen to the highest it's ever been. It's, it's twice uh, as bad. We've seen attacks around the world. Uh, you know, you and I discuss offline just how many um, attacks there are in communities around the world, and that's just a yes. mere snapshot. Yesterday I spoke about the uh, Jewish Day School in Miami having to be evacuated uh, for right. a possible explosive. So synagogues around the world will certainly um, up their security. Mm-hmm. And here in Israel, we will be doing this as well. As we've seen this uptick in terror attacks during the course of the last nine or so months, so we know that uh, this is an opportunistic time for terrorists. Right to engage in attacks. Um, yesterday, Hamas uh, tested rockets, firing them into the Mediterranean Sea. It, it's not a coincidence. We are um, approaching Rosh Hashanah, the holy days, crossings into the West Bank and, and Gaza will likely be closed. Um, we have mm. seen in the last couple of hours Palestinians on the border with Gaza starting to approach the border, maybe wow. to engage in riots. Uh, and news in from the uh, Israeli police, they will be posting armed guards outside every Jerusalem synagogue this coming Rosh Hashanah. Well, indeed, uh, Yav Gallant, the defense minister, has also weighed in on the, con- on the situation. He said he will not tolerate any nonsense coming from Hamas or across the borders. He made that for warning, when is it, yesterday or day before? Wow, time's going so quickly, Rolene. Times do go so quickly, but he has said that this week, and of course, uh, you and I have been covering the fact that we are starting to see some rockets being fired in the West Bank towards 
West Bank uh, communities, uh, and that is sure to be a concern. So the IDF uh, is likely to go on high alert. Rolene, okay, so uh, let's uh, wrap up. Uh, it looks like we're about to wrap up once again, you know, when we're having a good time, having such a great chat. We're looking at now young Israelis, Bahrainis and Emiratis joining to celebrate three years of what we hold dear to us, the Abraham Accords. Yes, yeah, so this is a, a great development. These are Emiratis, Bahrainis, Moroccans, Israelis, the, the first four countries to enter the Abraham Accords, and this is something that we do watch very, very closely. Uh, just as an aside, we do have Israeli aid organizations on the ground in Morocco. Uh, some of you might say, but why are they getting the coverage? They don't expect the coverage. They're not there for that. They are there to assist the Moroccans, our Abrahamic brothers, in this very, very difficult time. No word yet from the Moroccan government if they want any other countries to come in and assist, but we are on standby. Meanwhile, because it has been three years since the signing of these accords, we have these uh, this coalition of young Israelis, Emiratis, Bahrainis, and, and Moroccans there in the, the United States. Okay. They're looking to build new initiatives focused on um, increasing tourism, environmental sustainability. I know there are many opinions on whether or not there is such a thing as climate change. We certainly see the impact of it here in the Middle East. It's, it's obviously a cause for concern amongst our young people. And this is an issue that they, they want to, they want to raise. So they'll be meeting with the Abraham Accords Caucus in the United States. They'll be meeting with Congress, academics, faith leaders, students, think tanks, philanthropists, uh, officials from the White House, the State Department, uh, the Senate. So it's really, really reassuring to see that they are um, focused on our future and improved future in the uh, Middle East. It just benefits everybody uh, we hope our Palestinian neighbors are paying close attention because, uh, you, you know, all this does, and this is the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, this is his focus, is making the Middle East the, a leader in the global world economy. Ronin, I know I said we must end on a good news note. There certainly was good news, but very quickly, we just got about a minute left. If I can just... Uh Hold you on for a while. I don't want to let you go just yet. Um, a story that was making the headlines today was uh, this uh, supposed transfer of weapons and equipment to the PA authority. Is there, Palestinian authority, is there any development on that since? Well, there has been a war of words, understandably. No, sure. Well, I, 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 I monitored say, that the whole day. Uh, I'm just wondering uh, where we stand now with it. Because we have far-right members of our government. So this was reported by Army Radio earlier mm -hmm. today. Right. Now, the uh, Defense Ministry have denied the transfer of arms. Mm -hmm. The transfer of vehicles did happen, and Netanyahu is blaming the Lapid Bennett government. But, of okay. course, uh, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be anything in the news without a weigh-in from Smotrich and Ben Gavir, the far-right members right. of our government, who have said that uh, this happened with 
out their knowledge and they've accused the Prime Minister of conspiring with National Unity Chair Benny Gantz to try and create an alternative government. Ronin, thanks very much for that update, that short update, and for everything else you brought us on the show today. Great always speaking to you, Ronin Marks, our correspondent from Israel.